Our second scripture reading this morning is taken from 1 Peter 3, 18 through 22. I'm reading from the Living Bible today. Christ also suffered. He died once for the sins of all of us guilty sinners, although he himself was innocent of any sin at any time that he might bring us safely home to God. But though his body died, his spirit lived on, and it was in the spirit that he visited the spirits in prison and preached to them. Spirits of those who long before in the days of Noah had refused to listen to God, though he waited patiently for them while Noah was building the ark. Yet only eight persons were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. That, by the way, is what baptism pictures for us. In baptism, we show that we have been saved from death and doomed by the resurrection of Christ, not because our bodies are washed clean by the water, but because in being baptized we are turning to God and asking him to cleanse our hearts from sin. And now Christ is in heaven, sitting in the place of honor next to God the Father, with all the angels and powers of heaven bowing before him and obeying him. Amen. Thank you, Steve. I think it's wonderful that uh, when uh, Chuck is not here, when he asked me to preach, and I uh, am hesitant because we have a, a preacher here t today, but uh, when he's not here and, and asked me to preach, it's amazing the people that participate in uh, preparing and, and carrying out uh, this worship service. I thank every one of you, especially those who've come and will sit and listen today. Thank you, Steve, for playing for us. Thank you, Amy, uh, for leading our music. If it were left to me, it would be sad. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Andy, for coming early. He always comes early and, and makes the coffee and uh, visits with Mr. Billy. And Mr. Billy, we thank you for being here and being uh, so early and so on the spot. But I do appreciate every one of you this day, and I hope I haven't left anybody out because, uh, and I thank Carolyn for pushing me along. <laughs> uh, I forgot, I didn't put on a watch this morning, so I'm going to lay my... Uh, you got me. I'm going to lay my phone here, but I may forget to look at the time uh, as we get into this. I was was thinking, and for some time ago, uh, Chuck asked me if I would, would preach today. He felt bad that now he had a, a special pastor to help him out, but he asked me to go ahead and, and fill in one more time at least. And as I thought about it, I looked at the lectionary. I tried to find the scriptures that would be appropriate for today. And it just, none of those scriptures just seemed right. But the thought that kept coming to my mind was when bad things happen to good people. There's a wonderful little book written by uh, Rabbi Kushner with that very subject, when bad things happen to good people, and he knew something about bad things happening to a good person. And so uh, 
Carolyn ordered this little book for me. I had lost mine somewhere along the way. And uh, it refreshed my memory on some of the things he said. But also uh, the scriptures. Now, when we think about bad things happening to good people, and I don't mean perfect people or exceptional people when I say good people. What can you think of uh, in these days? Hurricanes that have hit. Illness. Illness. Mass shootings. Very recent. Uh, I hate to be personal. If you will excuse me for saying we have, have some good people in our church who've had some bad things happen recently, uh, even though, uh, and, and we know that when things do happen, we can support each other. There's something about it that just makes us want to to care and give care to people. But uh, as Alicia lost her father and then this horrible pain came on her and they won't get the surgery done and get take care of that, and then yesterday comes the time when little Wendy, Winnie uh, crushed her little finger in the door. So it's just been one thing after another. Now, I don't believe these people did anything to, to bring this all on. It's one of those things that we think about. And right after I had decided I wanted to talk about when bad things happened to good people, the tragedy happened in Las Vegas. And all those people, and it was totally amazing what people did to try to help each other to help strangers, that people risked their lives, to, and some lost their life, to help strangers at a time like that. And uh, it was one of those times when uh, bad things, when bad things happened to so many people that day in Las Vegas. And uh, as I heard about this, I thought about the fact, and as they talked, I kept watching television and they were talking to various people and, and what they did and what people had done to help them. And it was amazing how people came to their rescue. And you know what I said when I heard all this? I said, well, they preached my sermon for me because of the way people uh, helped each other as they were going through this time. And so as we think about bad things happening, uh, it often seems that uh, when something happens to people like this, that people become very supportive. Uh, in, the, in these days, there's so many things that's been pulling our country uh, apart that is dividing us and making us, trying to make us hate each other. And then something like this happens and people pull together no matter what their color, their race, their political standing or whatever. And you see people pulling together. So, so much good sometimes comes out of these things. And we think about it, but what if God intervened? People prayed for help and and for good life and so on. And what if God kept intervening? Uh, what would happen? 
we would just, everything would be perfect. We would just live and we would have no choices. Those people who have evil thoughts would have no choice to, to do something. And so uh, I think about the times that I prayed that God would do something different, and he didn't. And it was because God is not going to, to intervene in, in these things. Uh, because if he did, it would be a whole different world. We would not be people who could make choices and have uh, whether we want to be good or evil or whatever. Recently, there was a story in our little daily guide called Reflections that spoke to this, I think, because this person said, God hears, God sees, and God's, God understands. The author talked about during a time when she was experiencing a miscarriage, and she says that her prayers changed. On the way to the hospital, she prayed for a healthy birth. She continued to pray to God to please make this right again. But later on in the night, as the miscarriage was obvious, she prayed, be with us in this. She said God seemed to hear, see, and understand. She said the months after the miscarriage were difficult to endure, but God drew near. In our pain, we were not alone. We never have to be without God's understanding. No matter how distant God may seem, God is near enough to hear our cries, see our hurt, and understand. It reminds me of the first scripture that uh, was read to us today. As Corey read this from 1 Samuel 12, uh, it's about David. David had lost a son, and he noticed that his uh, servants, the people around him, were whispering. And so he said, well, my son must have died. And so he asked, uh, is the boy dead? And they said, yes, he is. David got up washed his face, combed his hair, put on clean clothes, and went into the sanctuary and worshiped. He began to eat. And the servants asked him why, although that, uh, that he had been praying all night, and uh, then when his son dies, he gets up and eats. And his reply was, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept, thinking God might have mercy on me and the child would live. But now that he's dead, why fast? Can I bring him back? I can go to him, but he can't come to me. So Rabbi Kushner had an experience where uh, his three-year-old son was diagnosed with a terrible disease, progeria. You may know something about this disease. When a child has progeria, they began to, at a very early age, his little son, uh, before he was even two years old, began to lose his hair. They began to look old. And they usually don't live more than into maybe teenage. Uh, they look old, and, and they have all the, the characteristics of an old person. They got this uh, diagnosis about his son when his little daughter was, about the time his little daughter was born. And uh, this child died uh, right after his 14th birthday. Years later, Rabbi Kushner worked with all this. He, was, he had opportunities where he talked with people who had losses and, and bad things that happened to them. And so years later, he wrote the book uh, as 
he brought, wrote this straightforward, elegant contemplation of the doubts and fears that arise when tragedy strikes. He shared his wisdom as a rabbi, a parent, a reader, and a human being in his book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. And if you hadn't read it, you might want to read it someday. Then the second scripture that we read in 1 Peter 3, 18 through 22, uh, we are told that the people to whom this was written were being slandered and threatened. They had committed no crime, but their witness to Christ's love and their determination to dedicate themselves to Christ's service made them the constant target of those who served the empire and hailed Caesar as Lord. Despite their innocence, they lived in fear of the authorities who controlled their world. To this suffering community, the author of 1 Peter writes, Christ himself suffered because of evil acts, a just person suffering for unjust people, in order to bring you to God. In 1 Peter 3.18, is saying that although from a human point of view, Christ was put to death, he was given life in and by the power of God's Holy Spirit in the realm where dead, death has no dominion. In Christ, we too are made alive. And he, it talks about baptism being the picture. Baptism, which we uh, observe as one of our sacraments, uh, is just a picture of what Christ has done for us to raise us from the dead as we come up out of the water or as the water is, is sprinkled on us for some other denominations feel this way. But it's a picture of what Christ has done for us. And when, when we think about how Christ suffered horrible treatment for us, he was God as well as man. Couldn't he have avoided this? Uh, he was crucified a terrible death. Not only that, but you know how cruelly he was treated before he was crucified. Uh, and yet he chose to let these cruel men have their way. He had prayed through this. You remember in the Garden of Gethsemane. What if Jesus had said, I have done nothing to, to warrant this treatment. I'm God. I will not allow you to treat me like this. And he had refused to die for our sins. Where would we be? What would it be like if he had not gone through this horrible time for us? And so when we ask the question, why do bad things, why do bad things happen to good people? Some feel there are various answers, and, and I think maybe there are. Unfortunately, many think it's because something they've done or not done, and this is not usually the case. We just, for some reason, when something bad happens, we like to think, now, what have I done to deserve this? Because a lot of people try to, to think of what it was uh, that caused this thing to happen to them. Uh, and usually this is not the case at all. Uh, the, the, to think that it's some sin that we've, <coughs> excuse me, that we've done. It could be a, a result of something we have done, but usually not. 
And we can know that God is with us no matter what, no matter why the reason. Sometimes we do things, and, and sometimes I wonder, am I having this back pain because of something I have done, or is it just the aging process? It matters not because I know God is with us, and I'm grateful for pain medicine when, when this happens. But I can be sure that whatever the reason for my problem that God is with me and I don't have to say oh God what have I done now but if the Lord helps me see that there's something and if Carolyn helps me see there's something I ought not to be doing that causes it that's that's one thing but I can know that God is with me in this and I'm grateful when the doctor is with me uh, Rabbi Kushner discusses uh, the story of Job in his book. Now, we know that the Bible says that Job was tested because the devil said, well, God, if you will just do this and so, take this away from him and so on, he will deny you. Well, we know that Job didn't, and maybe that he was being tested. Uh, I remember... Uh, a time in Ghana when a young man said to me one day, Maxine, I think, oftentimes he said, I think about this story of Job, and I think maybe God has been testing me sometimes, and did I pass the test? I worry that maybe I didn't pass the test. And so maybe at times it, it could be a test, not usually, I don't think. Uh, some people, like Rabbi Kushner's son, have a disease that takes their life, not because of something they did. The Kushners had not done something that caused this to happen. The child certainly had not done anything. So diseases are allowed to happen in our world uh, because if God took all diseases away, then what kind of world would we be in? We it would not be a, a real world for human beings, would it? would it? And so this happens. Many tragedies happen because God allows people to choose what they do, but sometimes he allows diseases to claim the victims, not because people have done something bad. I've seen so many people that have died with terrible diseases and not probably not because of something they did, but that because disease came their way. Uh, we as Christians have the opportunity to show God's love to those who experience bad things. We're going to sing in a minute, have thine own way, Lord, and may we choose to let God have his way in our lives, and may we reach out because there are so many in our day who... Uh, who have bad things happening to them. And so may we reach out to them and know that God is with them and with us when things happen that are, that are terrible. Let's sing Have Thine Own Way and pray that God will help us to be uh, what he would have us to be, that we would reach out to people who have need.